Hey friends, happy Friday. It is so good to be back with you this week. This morning, we're going to talk about protecting your peace. Some of us need to protect our peace. I need to protect my peace. Let's talk about protecting our peace this morning. Hey friends, welcome to Healing the Broken Mind podcast. Are you ready for our healing journey this morning? I hope you are. Today may be the day that God heals your broken mind. Let's get started. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. In the midst of all you have to do, It's okay to just take a moment. So let's take a moment. Okay, friends, for our take a moment subject this morning, I want to give you a word that I've been hearing a lot about over the past, I would say, year or two. And I dealt with, uh, I deal with it a lot, but this week, kind of hit me differently and it's it's a word that you might have heard invisibility now we understand that uh, we're not talking about invisible like you talk about whether superheroes and one of their powers is being invisible we're talking about the invisibility of african-americans to our non-african-american uh peers uh, that's the word i'm going to use I'm, uh, let me give you an example because this is what happened to me this week. And I this has happened to me quite often, but this week for some reason it it just was it was highlighted in my mind more this week. I think I paid more attention and, and it just caught me a little off guard this week kind of kind of. I was headed to the restroom at work. And the way our job is set up, the restroom is right across from the elevator. And there was a young lady getting off, a white woman, getting off of the elevator. And she has some paperwork in her hands, probably going to one of the offices on my floor. And I just, I, we had no choice but to look directly at each other. Because we were basically colliding, if you know what I mean, walking directly to each other, towards each other. So, of course, I did the polite thing and said, good morning. She looked right through me and kept walking. Now, to somebody else who doesn't quite understand the significance of that, you may say, well, maybe she didn't hear you or maybe she didn't um, mean any harm. But I want to school you today and I want you to understand that There are a lot of people that they probably don't mean any harm. But then there are some people that that is a strategy that is used uh, by non-black people to pretend that you don't exist. And if you don't exist, I don't have to acknowledge you. I don't have to think about you. I don't have to treat you with any level of respect because you don't exist. In other words... You are invisible to me. And it, it caught me. It hit me pretty hard this week. Because you know. I have been praying about some things. And I'm telling you. 
it, it, it's a struggle in this world when you're trying to live for God and love people and do it the way the Bible teaches us to and the way the Holy Spirit leads you to. But we always wrestle within our flesh. And that's okay because we're human. But I want to say to my sisters and brothers that are white. And if you listen to this podcast this morning, I want to tell you that that strategy is not okay. Just because you pretend not to see us does not make us, doesn't make us go away. We're not going to go away because you have convinced yourself that if you just ignore us, we will, we, we won't affect your life. We're here. We're here to stay. And we got to share the same air, the same country, the same spaces. And I want to particularly say something to my Christian brothers and sisters. Is this really God's way? I just, I, I, I mean, I, I really had to think about this this week, y'all. I was just like, you know, it's really hard to watch certain groups of people stand on the sideline with their picket signs and Jesus is this and God is this. And then you want to uh, stand and you want to step on people's neck. You want to stand up there and pretend that you are for, uh, what's the word? What's the big issue right now? Abortion rights. Not abortion rights, but uh, right to life. That's that's the phrase. Right to life. You, you want to stand on your moral high horse and say that you love people and you want to protect the unborn, but yet. People that are breathing and living and are outside of the body already, you can't even acknowledge that they even exist. I want to call call you to task this morning. And I want you to find it in your word or whatever Bible you're reading that coincides with that attitude. Because my Bible doesn't have that in it. Uh, Nothing Jesus did compares to what what we deal with on a regular basis and i live in south carolina if you understand where i'm going so i we south carolinians african-americans that live in south carolina the deep south we deal with a lot of issues that we just have gotten to a place where we just have learned to dismiss it and go on with our life because if we hold on to it it would destroy us but no more. We're, we're not putting up with that anymore. Me personally, I'm, I'm just going to put you on the altar because I'm not going to allow you to disrupt my peace. But you know what? I'm not going to keep letting it slide anymore. I'm not going to cause a big scene or anything like that. But I, it's time to call people to task. You cannot just keep getting away with this. And then you get before God, Lord, Lord, did not do this. I don't care how many seeds you sowed. You couldn't even love your brother who you saw. How can you love me who you don't, who you have not seen? Whoo! That's what I've been dealing with this week, y'all. And I don't want to get too deep into this. But as people of God, if we call ourselves Christians, we need to truly love each other. 
I mean, where do we get off thinking we get to pick and choose who we love? Jesus didn't die for certain people. He died for everyone, even the ones that don't believe on him. He died for them too, hoping that they would have an opportunity to come to the knowledge of Christ. The Bible says he, he wished that none perish. So he, he's not, he doesn't have a respect of person. He's no, there's no favoritism in the kingdom. We got, we got this word twisted. We have to learn to love the way God tells us to love and not the way we choose to love. Otherwise, you're not doing anything special. It's easy to love people that look like you and act like you and treat you like you want to be treated. The challenge is loving those that don't coincide with your thoughts and your ideas or maybe they don't look the way you look or act the way you act. They're not in your circle. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. <sighs> yeah, friends, it's been heavy this week and it's been on my heart. But, you know, I'm going to pray about it I, like I do every other issue because we have to pray for those who mistreat us. As hard as that may be, we have to pray for them because, truth be told, a lot of them don't understand how... <laughs> how crazy it is to witness things like that and then to think that we we're not aware of your tactic or what you're doing we see black people have always worn two faces and i don't mean that in the sense that we're two-faced but it's just like that poem one of my favorite poems we wear the mask we have to because if you un if you really saw what we really feel inside a lot of other people could not handle us we got that much fire in us but we wear that mask not only to protect us to protect you because you can't handle the true us the true us that can really teach you how things are supposed to be done but i'm getting off on another area i don't want to spend too much time in this i just want to kind of share and then a little bit about the things I was dealing with this week y'all we have to pray for one another we have to pray for one another and just love let's just love y'all and we just really love each other the way Jesus uh told us to we wouldn't be dealing with all this stuff so that's what I want to tell you for this take a moment <laughs> take a moment and just love 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 people y'all all right let's get to our topic this morning okay friends let's get right into it this morning so what do i mean when i say protect your peace protecting your peace basically means maintaining your sanity not allowing anyone or anything to, to disrupt your inner peace, your inner calmness, whatever that thing is that you do to keep you calm, not allowing someone or something to disrupt that. We all have our coping mechanisms to deal with what we go through on a day-to-day -day basis. And I'm talking um, particularly to those that suffer from mental illness. And this is going to help anyone that's just 
having a hectic time, maybe going through a lot of stressful situations in your life. I believe this episode is going to help you this morning because I want to give you some pointers, some tips that I've used throughout my journey to help me maintain my peace. And I just want to um, encourage you this morning and emphasize the importance of maintaining your peace. Whatever it is that you're going through, that you're dealing with today, keeping your peace is very, very important. Okay, so one of one of the things I did to protect my peace was to close the door. And what I mean by closing the door is I close the door, not the literal door, but sometimes it is a literal door. You have to shut people out. I close the door on all things negative, all negativity. I just, I just cut it off at the knee. I didn't, I didn't allow myself to be consumed with negative news, negative uh, people who always um, saw the bad side of things. I try to um, surround myself with positive people. And if you came at, came around me talking negative, I took my right to either go on or I would just kind of guide you in a more positive uh, conversation because sometimes we can just help people uh, move to a more positive um, conversation. We don't have to sit there and just allow ourselves to take in all kinds of toxic energy from other people. You have a right to shut the door on those types of things. And I say shut the door because it means to close it off, to to uh, separate yourself from um, anything that's going to disrupt your peace. And negativity is one of the major issues that will cause you to lose your peace. And it's so important to maintain a distance from negativity because we all know that negative Negative thinking is the biggest issue with mental illness. So you can't allow yourself to be, um, allow your, allow your peace to be disrupted with negativity. Um, shut the door on noise that, that causes you to, um, lose your peace. There are certain songs that just irritate my peace. Um, the, the way the beat is, the way the music is, and, and, um, I don't like a lot of clamor, a lot of noise, a lot of high pitched things. Um, you have to recognize those things that trigger um, uh, chaos in your spirit, in your mind. And you have to uh, cut that off. Shut the door to that. Find other ways to enjoy uh, music or, or quietness. Find quietness, places that keep you calm. And you have a right to do that. You don't have to stay in an environment that makes you uncomfortable. Close the door on those things. Close the door on people who disrupt your peace. Even if it's temporary. Some people you just kind of have to back out of relationships. Even if for a moment. Because it may be people you, you love dearly. But you have to kind of distance yourself to maintain your sanity. Um, I, we have family members that could just be as negative as the next person and you love them and you, you don't, you don't, you don't necessarily 
choose to not spend time with them. But if that family member is going to disrupt your peace and you know you're trying to get to a place of healing, you have a right to back away and just kind of distance yourself in a very polite way um, so that you can maintain your peace. Your sanity is important and it's so important that you know that. Which leads me to my next point. One of the things that I found very important in maintaining my peace is to remind myself that I I deserve to have peace. You know, it's hard for people uh, sometimes to take what they know they should have. Sometimes we think it's selfish or it's being mean to uh, maybe say no to an invitation or to say no to a friend about certain things or certain events. But when you know your sanity is at stake, you have a right to say no. You deserve your peace and whatever it takes to get that peace, you have to do it. Um, It's so hard for many people because they don't share what they're going through because uh uh, even now with all of the information that bombards us about mental illness and all of the counselors that that are in the world and all the things that are on the news uh people that that suffer from mental illness still many of us still suffer from shame and embarrassment and we don't want to share what we're going through and we don't we don't want to talk about it so we really can't be open enough with people to let them know no I can't go to this event this is not something I can handle right now mentally I'm just not in a place to be there to be a part of that, you know, and I believe people that love you and respect you will understand that because it's so important for you to guard your peace. I I can't say that enough this morning because some of us don't think that we deserve the right to tell people no. And we have to learn no. No is an answer. No, I can't do that right now. No, I'm not available. Believe me, I'm speaking from experience. I was one of those people that answered all the phone calls and tried to help everybody with what they were going through until I realized it was literally driving me crazy. I didn't realize that allowing people to pour their toxic uh, energy into my ears caused me to be uh, caused me to lose my peace. So we have to be careful, um, especially I'm not a counselor. Of course, I minister to people on a regular basis, but I'm not a counselor. I have not been taught how to uh, detox all of these negative ideas and conversations that I may have during the course of the day. But what I have, have learned through guidance of the Holy Spirit is to detox my spirit after I've talked to someone or talk with somebody, somebody, a couple of people is what I'm saying. Um, you have to learn to step back, reset yourself um, through prayer or whatever method you use to reset your spirit and prepare yourself for the next round. If I can say it like that. So, um, that was my second point. 
remind yourself that you're worthy of, of protecting your peace. You deserve your peace to be protected and nobody's going to protect it but you. You're responsible for maintaining your sanity. And if you allow other people to violate that, that precious uh, sanity that you have, then you're going to be the one suffering. So remind yourself that you deserve your peace to be protected. You deserve to have peace. Finally, my third um, step for you today is to step away from any situation that does not bring you peace. Anything that's um, irritating you and that's going to lead you to a place you do not want to be in mentally, uh, allow yourself to step away. Um, many of us are parents and we have children. Um, find, a, find a quiet room. If they're old enough where you can leave them in in a room and, and occupy them with something else, take a moment to reset your mind and get your peace, calm yourself, and then re-enter the situation. If, if you're in a place where you just don't have, you need more than a moment, take a, take a mini vacation. And by many, I mean, it can be one day. It can be uh, a weekend getaway. Even if you, you're going alone, you don't have to take someone with you. And some of us, uh, um, maybe you have someone that you can trust with your children to babysit them for a couple of days. Maybe a trustworthy um, family member. Take advantage of these things to maintain your peace. Your mental health is very important, y'all. And I don't think many of us take it as serious as we should. Because, you know, we're, we're so used to, and especially women, because I understand this, because I am a woman. I understand that a lot of times we just kind of uh, push things aside and we keep going. Sometimes for the sake of peace in our home, for the sake of peace on our jobs, in our, you know, in our relationships, it could be friendship or whatever. We try to push things aside and keep going. But, you know, as if you if you had a pile of clothes, dirty laundry and you kept creating, throwing clothes on a pile and you say, I'll get to it tomorrow. The next day comes, you throw some more clothes on a pile. I'll get to it tomorrow. The next day comes, you throw some more clothes on the pile. I'll get to it tomorrow. That's how what happens with your mind. I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'll deal with it tomorrow. And all along, things keep piling up, piling up. And sooner or later, your mind has a limitation, whether you realize it or not. Your mind has a limitation. And when it gets to a breaking point, it's, it becomes unwell. And what happens is it, the result of that is anxiety, depression, and other types of mental illness. Now, I'm not talking about the mental illness that people may be born with, that type of thing. Um, I want to reiterate that I am not a psychologist or a mental health therapist or counselor. So I'm going on uh, what I'm telling you is based on my experience and what I know. But we have to guard those things 
that keep us at ease, that keep us at peace. And if it means getting away for a little while, do that. Sometimes we can't afford a vacation or to go away for the weekend. Go outside, sit down in a calm, quiet place and just kind of chill. You know, go go in, in your bathroom. Some of us got a lot of children and we, don't, we can't get babysitters because we got like a bunch of kids and we can't find a babysitter or we don't want to pay a babysitter. That's okay. I, I grew up with a mom with that had five kids, so it was hard for her to find a babysitter. So I get that. So go in the bathroom. Get you some peace. Go stand in the shower and let the water run while you calm your mind. You know, um, tell the kids, mama is in the kitchen right now. She's going to play her some music that gets her mind to a good place. And I need everybody to be quiet. Stay away from the kitchen while I'm in here. That's usually my little worship zone while I'm cleaning and cooking and I play my music. And, and I'm in my zone. That's how I gain my balance when I get off from work. You know, you have to find something that helps to ground you and keep you calm. So that's how you can keep your peace. Those are just a couple of ways a few ways that I've learned over the process of time of how to maintain uh, my peace. And of course, there are many more, but I thought that these three will kind of help you get an idea of some things you can do to maintain your peace. Well, friends, those are my three suggestions today. And I hope you find that they were helpful and they can help you uh, maintain your peace. The Bible tells us to guard our hearts. And it really is talking about protecting our minds. Y'all, it's, I can't reiterate enough how important it is to protect your mind. So today I just pray that those little uh, tidbits helped you in some way. And that they will help you to know that you deserve to have peace. We all deserve to have peace and we need balance in our life. And sometimes we have to do things to protect that balance. And I just want to encourage you today, friends, to just stay focused on your healing. Don't let anybody disrupt your healing process. God loves you and he set you in a place where you could hear some tips and encouragement throughout the week to help you get to your on your help you on your healing journey. Somebody helped me and I want to help you. Be best friend. Lord, I just could not get the words out right this now, y'all. Be blessed, my friends. And remember that God loves you and he truly wants to heal your broken mind. Have a great weekend, friends. I love you guys. Stay tuned for our one-minute Bible study. Okay, friends, for our one-minute Bible study this morning, I'm going to read Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verse 23. And I got a couple of versions I want to read this morning. And let's start with the King James Version. The King James Version reads, 
Keep thy hearts with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Then the HCSB version, um, if you look that up, it's the Holmes Christian Standard Bible. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Now, this is the version that clarifies everything. This is the ERV. It says, above all, be careful what you think. Because your thoughts control your life. That's a powerful statement. That's a powerful word. It says, be careful with your thoughts. Because your thoughts control your life. And we talked about in the episode this morning, God protecting your peace. Another way to say that is to guard your heart. Protect your mind. Protect your thoughts. Thoughts, uh, I think of thoughts as things that are planted, like seeds being thrown into a field. And you got to be careful what seeds you allow to come into your field. Um, Like the incident I discussed in our Take a Moment segment this morning. You can't let the toxicity toxicity (laughs) of people contaminate your field. Glory to God. You have to protect what you allow to come into your space. So when we say protect your thoughts, guard your heart, that means not anything should be invited into your thought process. That's why I don't watch certain movies. I don't watch certain TV shows because I don't want some of the negativity in those shows or that movie to invade my thought process. Because whether we realize it or not, when you see things with your eyes or hear things with your ears, it stays with you. That's not something that's uh, spiritual or deep. That's the bo- that's the bo- the way the body works. In order to help you uh, register what it is you're looking at, it uses all of your senses to help you understand what it is you're seeing. And what your brain does is make a memory of those things. And it, it and what you put it into your ears and your eyes. Do you want to? You have to think about do whether you want that memory to stay with you or not. Is this something I want to keep in my memory? That's what we have to do when we think about thoughts and ideas. Guard your hearts, my friend. Protect your mind. Don't allow any and everything to enter your eye gate and your ear gate. And don't allow those things to enter because guess what? They settle in your heart. They settle in your mind. And then as they settle in your mind, it can become a part of your thought process. And, and, and 10 out of 10 times, if, it in your, if it's in your mind, it's going to come out of your mouth. And we already know that your words have power. And you have to be careful of the things you allow to come out of your mouth. But in order to protect what you say, you have to protect what you think. So that's our word for this morning, friends. Proverbs 4 and 23. Guard your heart at all costs. That's basically what it's saying. Do what you have to do to protect your heart. God bless you, friends. I love you and God loves you even more.
Hey friends, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal savior, I want to give you this opportunity to accept him into your hearts today. It's not complicated. It's very simple. All you have to do is repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. If you don't know the right words to say, simply say these words after me. Lord, I repent of every sin, anything that I've done wrong that may not have been pleasing in your sight. And I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I ask that you come into my heart and make me, make me your child. Make me one of yours. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins and the sins of the whole world. And I accept your sacrifice. And I ask you to now be Lord of my life. And Father, please fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can truly have a way to live in this world with your truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And with that simple prayer, friends, you have become a believer. Find you a good Bible-based church, a church that really teaches the true word of God. It doesn't matter what the denomination is, as long as they're teaching the true word of God. And get in church. And it doesn't have to be physical church right now because so many churches aren't open. But get into a good Bible-based church online or in um, physical and get to know the Lord Jesus through his word. God bless you, friends. I love you. But God loves you best.